Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. As you are, not like you, as you are. Lord, we don't take this lightly at all. And that's the reason why our hearts are open to receive more and more and more and more. People may say, oh, why are you having programs upon programs? Why are you going to church and staying in the word? Lord, if only they knew. And that's why our heart's desire, oh God, is to, is to pray for them. That's why we pray for them, that the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened. That the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened because we know the enemy has blinded their eyes. So even right now, we take this opportunity, using that person as a point of contact, to reach again our friends and neighbors, our families, those who have no idea. We say, eyes be open. Begin to see. Begin to see, and as you see, come join us in this marvelous love. Come join us in this marvelous life, this marvelous time, this marvelous that is beyond explanation, is beyond words. It needs to be experienced. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We say that more people will know you. More people will receive your word. We bless you because you've given us the ability to bless you. And so we bless you with this because we know this is your greatest heart's desire. We bless you with your children, those who have known you, to become more desirous about reaching the lost, to have as priority in our hearts, in our minds, reaching to the lost so that the kingdom of God, our kingdom, will be expanded. We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the praise. We ask that you continue to be glorified in our lives, in the lives of those of us that know you. And today, Lord, as we dig right into your word some more, open to us and we position ourselves to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. 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 Are we ready for some more? Say, I'm ready! Glory to God. You know, I discovered that excitement is a major part of faith. And anytime you find yourself unexcited, you immediately know you're not in faith. So you want to change that real quick. Glory to God. So you jack yourself up and you stir yourself up. The Bible says you should what? Stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. Do you know that joy has been given to us as a gift? Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3, the Bible begins to say, tell us that he has given us beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, he has given us these things. So that gift that has been given unto us, we need to stir it up. Amen. Every day, it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to bring. And that's what we are doing even in this time where people are, are down and where people are feeling concerned. We are stirring up that gift. And that's why we are looking strange to them. So we are just going to keep staring it up. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Can we do some more shouting in the house? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! The Holy Ghost on the inside of us, and one of the the expressions of of the Holy Ghost that we see is fire. Hallelujah. 
fire, red hot. You know what God, the word of God says? It says that I would I'd rather that you either be cold or hot. If you are lukewarm, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And so that was like, Lord, I'm never going to be lukewarm before you. I never, ever want to catch myself being in that place of, oh, you know, I'm just going to go to church. I'm just going to take the offering. I'm just going to preach this message. I'm just going to. No, I stare myself up because anything I'm doing for God, I'm bringing it to him as an offering. And he has already said he wants red hot offerings. Doesn't want lukewarm ones. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's probably like Pastor Saige. Pastor Saige eats hot food. <laughs> Likes the food hot, piping hot. I don't know how he eats it, but he used to tell me of how he used to take, take plantain. Is it him or his brother? I don't know. Take plantain from the fire. Pick the plantain from the fire into the mouth. I'm like, your tongue must be some real out of this world, right? Operating in Christ. Glory to God. Now, we're talking about in Christ, and um, the subtitle of my message this morning is Identical. Identical. So, in other words, we, we have what we are, who God says we are. We are who Christ was on earth. We have what Christ had on earth. We can do what Christ did on earth. So we are not just like Christ, we are as Christ. The Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is very vital for us to really grasp the understanding of this. Because many times people, look, people use that word interchangeably, kind of like it's the same thing. Like, as, it's not the same. We are made in the image and in the likeness of God, but we are as he is doing the same thing, hallelujah, with the same ability. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm sure if you're still wondering about that, you say, oh, for example, you cannot say, oh, I work like a doctor in that hospital. What does that mean? But I work as a doctor in the hospital. They immediately know it's about function. You are functioning there. As a doctor. And that's what the Bible is saying. He says, as he is, so are we. So I want to challenge you. Whatever way you think that God is, whatever way you think the anointing is, how big, how nice, how awesome, whatever it is that you are wishing that you had to do what you needed to do or you need to do, guess what? You have it. But we just have to believe God and begin to walk in these things. Reckon it to yourself that this is who you are. Now, many times when people hear these messages like this, sometimes, especially if you've been in church for a long time, you just immediately assume, oh, I know all about that, I know all about And sometimes people shut down. They're not listening anymore until the true test comes. I heard a story about... Um, uh, a, a father who, you know, has a big house. He has a swimming pool behind his house and he has some grandchildren. Glory to God. And the grandchildren comes. So he made it a point of duty to make sure that all his grandchildren knew how to swim. To the point where he paid for their swimming lessons. Glory to God. And then after they've gone for their swimming lessons, he's the one who does the test. I'm going to determine how, whether or not you can swim. 
And so one day, one of his, his grandsons comes, uh, uh, his son-in-law comes and says, oh, Papi, XYG can swim and everything. And the little one comes, yeah, Papi, I can swim, I can swim, I can swim. But the father had been watching them. How many of you know a good father watches? may not always say stuff, but he's watching. So sometimes, you know, sometimes we try to kind of uh, trick God and think that this is who we are. I think God knows exactly. Praise the Lord where you are. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why you don't need to deceive yourself. Don't need to deceive anybody. Just make sure you are where you are supposed to be. So the father is watching and everything, and he knew that this little boy cannot swim as he should. Yes, he can swim in the shallow waters because they have the shallow and they have the deep end, but he really can't swim. And the father is trying to fate it with him and to speak positive. How many of us know that sometimes people in church try to speak positive? But positive is not the same as the real thing. And so the father takes the little boy and says, oh, you can swim, and he takes him and he throws him into the deep end. And the boy sinks and he's doing inside the water, he's doing like this, he's doing like this. He's doing like this. And, the, and the father of the boy, eyes are big, like, you know. He, the, and the, father, the grandfather says to him, he says, right about now it's time you need to jump in there and go save your boy. Go save your son. So, of course, he jumps in there, he ke- keep, takes, gives, removes his wallet and everything, and jumps in and grabs the son and brings the son out of the water. Now, somebody may say, oh, the father is wicked. How, how can you do that? Well, he says, I would rather do that. I'd rather do that when I'm there than when I'm not there. He falls in there because you are pretending you can swim and you can't swim. So the father says to, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the, his son-in-law, he says, now take him back for swimming lessons and then I will examine him again. Praise the Lord. That is what is happening many times in the church. People are supposed to be le- receiving their lessons. Instead of receiving it well, they are making confessions and pretending like they know. And they don't want to hear another word. I know that. I've heard that before. I've heard about faith. What are you talking about? You are spending too long teaching. What is going on? And then when they get thrown into the pool, when life's challenges comes, they start doing like this. I said it now, but how many of us know that it's not those things that will save you? You need to know how to swim. So instead of saying there's something wrong with the pool, (laughs) because that's what they're saying is they the the word doesn't work. Where is God? You better go and learn your lessons and learn it well. And be humble or humble, however you pronounce it. And to say, Lord, show me what I do not see. I'm here at your feet. Teach me. I'm ready to learn. And when you face that circumstance and that situation, you beat it instead of it beating you. And that's the reason why we are here again, talking about words that we have heard over and over again, because we need to learn some more. And we need to learn well. So that we can beat any circumstance, any situation, any trial, anything that dares to come our way. And this topic is so huge and so powerful and so important. This is the essence, hallelujah, of being born again, that we are now in Christ. I think that some of us, we just, we play a lot with that, with that. It's like, oh, you know, in Christ, in Christ. Yeah, 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 I know. You don't know what it means to be in Christ. If you knew what it means to Christ, you would not say, yeah, yeah. You would say, glory to God, powerful, right? Amazing. Superwoman. Superman. 
We are the real super people. We are the real super people. And something, as I, and I, I was studying this, this week, wow, I was just like, I saw some things and I just began to realize again that Jesus, that there is a man in heaven. There is a man in heaven. A man. Amen. A human. In the Godhead in heaven. Hallelujah. With a glorified body. And there are gods upon this earth as he is. You guys don't understand this, this exchange. Let me maybe I should stop confessing that. An exchange was done. So that means that if there is a human, there was no human in heaven before Christ came. But if the man Jesus is now seated in heaven, and we are seated with him. There was an exchange. Now we have gods on earth walking around. But we, you and I have got to need to know that in order to enjoy the benefits of it. Now there's this song that people keep singing, I'm only human. I'm only human. It's supposed to be as I'm also human. That's a better rendering. Because we are God's in human form on earth. Hallelujah. So not only human, we are also, we might have these bodies that we are residing in, but the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. And he has made us his identicals. He has made us his identical. You know, the, the disciples, the apostles, they came, they testified, they saw Jesus raised from the dead, they saw the miracles, they saw all the things that would happen, and they wrote it down for our learning by the Spirit of God. So it wasn't just that a book fell from, they told us that a book fell from heaven, and people might be wondering, where did this book come from? No, men wrote this book, and they were not lying. They were witnesses. They were witnesses to these things and they were inspired by God to put these things down for us. And so that's the reason why you and I, hallelujah, we don't have time being bored. There is so much to be learned. There is so much to practice. There is so much to take. There is so much to rule over and reign over. And it is by this understanding of who we are in Christ. Please, let's read Matthew 16, from verse 13 to 19, where the Bible begins to ask, Jesus began to ask the disciples. He said, who do men say that I am? And this question is still relevant today. But who do you say Jesus is upon the earth? The Bible says, and when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. Even today, people are still saying all kinds of things about Christ that is not the truth, even in the church. He said unto them, but whom do ye say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. 
And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and unto this rock I will build my... And, up, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, there's a lot of things that are being said about who Christ is that are not correct. And we have to know the correct answer. And the correct answer is not just by what you think. It is revealed to us by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Because there is, a, there is a revelation of these things that we need to go for. When we see what the word says and we are less than acting less or believing less, then we need to say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. You know, somebody said that the, 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 the things of God is one place that has never and can never be hacked. Amen. <laughs> you can't hack this one. I know that sometimes people try to get, say, think that, oh, you know, you can have Christ. You know, you can have wealth. What do we need Christ for? Well, God gave access to the unbeliever to heap up wealth. They were given access. So it's not by chance. So all those people who are thinking, oh, what are you talking about? About, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to be wealthy. You can do that. You, 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 don't, you want Christ first before the wealth. That's what you want. So they think they may have hacked the heaven system. It's what they didn't, they, you can't hack it. It's only what you are giving access to. And that's the reason why I know, the reason, one of the reasons why I also know is that you have to be granted access. They can only receive those things, but they are completely and totally blind when it comes to every other thing. They can't understand why the joy in the midst of trouble they can't understand why the peace. They can't understand why are you so zealous about the things of God? Why do you even want to go to church in a time like this? They have not had access. And it is the Holy Ghost that gives us access to these things. And, and, and if we want more, we can get even some more by the Spirit of God about who we are in Christ. You can't hack it. You can't try to swing it. You can't try to positive confess it. You can't try to positive think it. Because the idea is that you should want Christ. You, you should want to be, we should want to be immersed in Christ. Baptized in him. Everything that he has, we should want him as a person. That's what gives us access to everything else. In short, that's what makes everything else even more enjoyable. That's what makes marriages enjoyable. And that's the reason why one of the teams that the team, the main team that the singles have had over the years is completing him. Because you got to be complete first. It's not marriage that makes you. You make the marriage. And some are just waiting, waiting, let me just get married and everything is going to be all right. And they discover, what? Should have stayed single. But when you are completing him, you are ready for the challenge of marriage. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, when you get access, you get, all these things become downloaded into your system. Downloaded. So when you need the word or, the, or the, the, what you need for marriage, you can key into it, collect some, leave it. And some 
are in church and having bad marriages because they have not known that the software, like Pastor was telling us, the wife software, the husband's software has been downloaded into our spirits or can be downloaded, hallelujah, into our spirits. And we can draw from there and begin to live. And begin to live. And the Bible says that God loved us so much in 1 John 4. It talks about the fact that we might live through him. That is such a powerful statement there. That we might live through him. Hallelujah. That we might live through him. We are here on earth. But the life that we are living, we are, we are immersed together. We are, we are in him. And as we are living, we are living through him. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, when Jesus, after Jesus said that, let's read 19. Let's read 19. He says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Divine access. Hallelujah. Divine access. When you know who Christ is, and when you know who you are in Christ, because to know Christ is to know yourself. Many times we look at Christ as so far away, but as he is, so are we in this world. To know Christ is to know yourself. And we're going to look at some other things. But I just want to say that there is something going on, on, on in the world right now that we need to really be aware of. When we're talking about Christ, okay, Christ is the anointed one. In the world right now, the spirit of the Antichrist is already released. People are still thinking that they're still waiting for a spooky guy that is the Antichrist that's going to come and sit on the throne. And the enemy is wrecking havoc in the church by the spirit of the Antichrist. But those of us who know, we detect it and we shut it down in our lives and in anything that has to do with us. The spirit of the Antichrist is already here. Anti means against. Against Christ. And there is another very interesting definition that I found out is that anti also means instead of. Instead of. So in other words, that's the reason why you are hearing about all these alternative lifestyles. All these alternatives. Instead of saying Merry Christmas, just say Happy Holiday. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. It's giving you things instead of. And it comes so subtly. But nowadays it's even getting clearer. But many times it comes so subtly. Even in our lives. He gives you something. You begin to be more excited about other things instead of Christ. It is the spirit of the Antichrist. So we have to make sure that we are checking ourselves, just like we're being told this morning, that we are checking ourselves and that we're not walking in the spirit of the Antichrist. That we're not more interested in being on social media, doing things that we shouldn't be doing. Not more, you know, it's like not more enjoyable to us than the things of God. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. Presenting things instead of. And instead of, of, of the Lord Jesus, children are more interested in Santa Claus. I know that we use it, but we use it as an attraction, but we have to make sure 
that they know is Christ. But you'll be surprised, even how many believers, their children know nothing about Christ, what he did, but they know Santa. They know all about Santa and all about the North Pole, and they know about Mrs. Claus. And the reindeers. And, and, and um, Rudolph the Red Nose. Right? Yes. They, they have all of this information to steal their revelation instead of the Christ. So there's a spirit of the Antichrist. And that's the reason why. That's the reason why many are not living in the fullness. Because then here comes the education. And of course, you know we have we are educated people in this place, right? And we say the biggest education that you can get is in the word. If your if your phone doesn't have a Bible, it's not a smartphone. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you are not well versed or educated in the word or you are not educated, it doesn't matter what you know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So, the, so things are being presented instead of. People are getting more excited about getting degrees. People are getting more excited about being, about people knowing my name. And it was so funny this weekend, this week, I heard that they cancel people. Okay, never mind. You should have been in church on, on Wednesday to hear the message. I don't like you. I'm canceling you. So they have to start all over again or something. Who gave you the authority and the right to cancel anybody? And so people are thinking that yes, and they are trying to get all these accolades and trying to get all of these things instead of instead of the Christ. That you may know me and all my anointing. That you may know me and how eloquent I am. That's not what the scripture says. It says that I may know him. That should be our pursuit. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that all the treasures of heaven are hidden in Christ. And many are missing it. Gimmicks. Gimmicks. And it's not just about the preachers who are doing the gimmicks. The people want the gimmicks instead of Christ. If you, want to, if you sit down to teach a solid message, you want to teach a solid message, precept upon precept, itching, itching. I want to go now. Uh-uh, this message is getting long. I mean, you're just so quiet. I mean, shout, shout, shout. Sweat. Throw something. Blow some smoke on this altar, on the stage. <laughs> Gimmicks is the spirit of the Antichrist. The real thing is better. See, the enemy, many people think they are smarter than the enemy. You are trying to beat him as his, at his own game in the natural. The only people who are smarter than the enemy are people who live by the spirit. If you live by the flesh, he will beat you hands down. But I thank God that we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's what happens when we are in Christ. You begin to discover that 
you are now more intelligent. You are walking in wisdom. Glory to God. You are walking, you are, you are, you are walking in your righteousness and your holiness. You want what he wants. And that's why if you've been in church for any length of time and you are still yielding to some certain kinds of flesh tendencies, you better beware. And this is the, these are the days to look at those things. Hallelujah. These are the days to examine those things and look at those things. Are we in Christ? Hallelujah. Now, I'm not talking about, well, let me just leave that. Hallelujah. But we need to be in Christ. Because many lives are depending on it. We need to be in Christ, properly in Christ. To understand who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. Hallelujah. Because we are a witness and we are a testimony. And that's the reason why it was so painful to me. I mean, I'm not living in, that, in the pain of it. It's so painful to me during this period. And people are bold enough to want to shut down the church. It means they have not seen the witness of the church. Because the church has not known their in Christness as they should. Glory to God. So I believe that change is coming. Hopefully we'll have time for that kind of change. Hopefully we have time for that kind of change. So if we have time, we'll change that. But if not, thank God for what we have now. And we are gone. Pew! Up there. Hallelujah! By the rapture! Amen! (laughs) And so we need to to beware about this Antichrist because it's not always easy to discern. It's not easy to discern with the natural, but by the spirit. It looks like it's harmless. It always looks like it's harmless. But we need to know that we are not entertaining people in our lives, in things in our thoughts, and things like that that are anti-Christ. Amen? All right, let's look at 1 John 2, 18 to 20. Let's look at it in the TPT translation. Are we enjoying the word? Yeah. We want the word, right? Yeah. All right. First um, John 2 from verse 18. The Bible says, Dear children, the end of this age is near. You have heard that Antichrist is arising, and in fact, many enemies of Christ have already appeared. And this is how we know that we are living in the closing hour of this age. So it's telling us that one of the signs of the end of the age, of the last age, is that people will become against Christ and present things instead of Christ. All right. It says, for even though they were once a part of us, so we're talking about people even people in church. They withdrew from us because they were never really of our number. For if they had truly belonged to us, they would have continued with us. But leaving our community of believers, they have made it obvious that they never really belonged to us. But the Holy One has anointed you and you know the truth. Tell the person beside you, say, I know the truth. Hallelujah. So go to 1 John uh, chapter 4. 
read from verse 1 to 4. Hallelujah. Are we excited about the things of God? Yeah. Yes, we are. All right. It says, diligently loved friends. Don't trust every spirit, but carefully. Is this the Passion Translation? Yeah. I want the King James Version. I want the King James Version. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This one is sounding nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. You know people I have argue about that, right? It says, and every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the f- and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. This is that scripture we quote a lot, and we do not know that specifically it's talking about the Antichrist. It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So in other words, he's saying you need to be, pay attention to know that God in you is greater than the spirit of the Antichrist. He's greater than all his cunningness and all his deception. And you will be able to detect it when you see it. Hallelujah. So you need to know that when the spirit of God is nudging you, that is wrong. Don't go there. That person is not the person you should be fellowshipping with like that. Pay attention. Because they may look like they're all nice and good, but the spirit of the Antichrist is not something you want to fellowship with. So he said, greater is he that is in you. Is that not good news? So we don't have to be concerned that, oh, am I going to miss? You will know. He said, you have the spirit of God and you will know all things. So the only question is for you to choose right. And that's the reason why we're having this conversation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, greater, tell the person beside you, he said, greater is he that is in you and he that is in the world. The Lord will help you stand your ground. Yes, see, the Lord will help you stand your ground. In public and in private. Because some of us don't have a problem with public. But the private. But we do have that, right? Praise the Lord. So we are not going to allow anything pressure us in any way. We are staying on the top. We are staying on the top. And so when Jesus began to tell them, and Peter came so eloquently by the Spirit of God, praise the Lord, because Jesus said, flesh and blood can't reveal this to you. And he said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Hallelujah. But Peter, Paul came on the scene, just like you and I. He never met Christ in the flesh. Like they did. They never walked and ate with him and slept with him and sat down under his teaching. Yes, he had an, enc- an encounter once on the, on the road to Damascus, right? Remember that road to Damascus? Yeah. Praise the Lord. How can we forget? That's where uh, uh, Sister Frida lives with her brother Shola. <laughs> Glory to God. But anyway, so he came now and it's amazing and this is why we need to really, 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 really be thankful for the Holy Ghost that is on the inside of us. Paul is one person. 
that showed us, that helped us to see by the Spirit of God what it means to be in Christ. And that's the reason why we need to study, read the letters of Paul, powerful revelations. In short, he had so much powerful revelations, he didn't even want to say how he got some of it. Sitting under that, on that God, some of us, we are, we are, we are decoding it. In, in 1 Corinthians, is it 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 12? He said, I know a man in Christ. Whether in the, when, who went up to the third heaven? Whether this, whether that, I do not know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he had unspeakable things. I'm telling you, you know, to the natural man, some of these things that we say, they look weird, crazy, like what are you talking about? But even Jesus said it to his disciples. He said, I have many things to say to you right now, but you cannot receive them. And so Paul had to continue. When they had been filled with the Holy Ghost, where they would be able to receive. So Paul came on the scene. I thank God for Paul's faithfulness. I thank God that Paul didn't get weirded out. <laughs> is that what they say? He'd be like, oh, what is that? I can't, I can't say that. But he, against oppositions, Paul stood his ground and began to talk to them about the grace of God like they have never heard before. These are people coming from law. Staunch law. But he came and began to expound to them about what it means to be in Christ. Wow. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, the people who know what it means to be in Christ are the people who rule and reign on this earth. You never hear them say, why did God do this? Why did God do that? Why is God not doing that? Why is God? They are, instead, they are saying, man, I need to come up higher. I need to handle this. I need to handle that. I have what it takes. The people who you hear complaining and griping are the people who need to go back for their swimming lessons. And so Paul begins to tell them in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, put it, put it up. He says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new species of being that never existed before. If any man be in Christ, Hallelujah. He is a new creature in Christ, if any man. So in other words, you might be alive without being in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, can you put it up there? Yes. You, you can be a, 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 a man without being new. And when you are born again, you become new, recreated. You know, sometimes the flesh wants to, let me just read, finish reading that. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, the new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, many times the intellect, the flesh, human beings who are presenting things instead, they want to bring rehabilitation centers. They think that when you rehabilitate people, that's what they need. They need that. That's what, you know, just build all these rehabilitation centers. They might be able to help them on some things. But you can't, this is not what God, it means to be in Christ. You cannot rehabilitate the spirits. God himself knew that man was too messed up. If God himself knew, look, I need to recreate another one. Then is it you that is wiser than God that will say, oh no, send them to rehabilitation centers? He said it doesn't work. Power and might does not work. The flesh profited nothing. 
And when I say flesh, I'm not just talking about your body. Praise the Lord. The mindset, the old mindset, the old way of thinking, the way that natural people think, the way the enemy has said, it does not profit anything. So God said, I'm, go, I'm, re, I'm making a new, I'm recreating. Because that is the only thing. That is the only thing that can bring perfection. And God made us perfect because he's a perfect God. And the way to walk in perfection is to recognize what has been done for you and I in Christ. And begin to walk in it. And the reason why I'm talking about rehabilitation, we don't just look outside, look at yourself as well. Because sometimes people are trying to do it by power, by might, if I can just wish it in, if I can just hope it in. It's not about wishing and hoping. It's about understanding that the change has been done on the inside of you, and all you have to do is to key into it. It's not about feeling a pain. And declaring the word and checking and checking and hoping, is it, am I healed? Am I healed? No, it's about knowing that the thing that makes you healed, oh no, that the one who has made you healed, he finished the work and it's just a matter of time. Your body has to catch up. The thing that makes people miss it many times is that they are thinking about it from a natural point of view. These scriptures also say, I think it's also Paul that says, from now on we judge no man after the flesh. You can't judge yourself or live your life or try to live in victory by the flesh. It's by the Spirit of God. And so Paul began to say, Jesus asked Peter, Hallelujah, who do men say I am? And he got that. And in continuation, Paul says, if any man be in Christ... He is a new species of being, never existed before. Since all things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. The, 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 this, this being in Christ has the power to change your personality. Because this is one area that people keep saying, no, I can't do this, I can't do this. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. In Galatians 2.20, you can put it up there. Paul again began to say, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. And you have got to see that your old man was buried, was killed and buried on the cross. Was killed on the cross, buried with Christ, and you are raised up Amen. with Christ. When you look at that cross, you need to know that you were there. Amen. We can't fight with the one who has given us life and who says here is life. You know, sometimes some people say, this, this life is just too much. I have to kill myself, commit suicide. Very easy. Just reckon yourself to be dead. Kill yourself. Kill yourself on the cross. Amen. Know that you were killed dead. Don't need to do any more committing of suicide. Because guess what? You can't raise yourself up. But when you allow yourself to die on the cross with Christ, to so be dead indeed to sin, you reckon it you can be raised up. If you want to die, die, die like that. And I don't know why people don't even think about it. 
Even the natural mind should even be able to think about it, right? I guess not. You know, sometimes you're so in the spirit, you think it's not, the natural person can see it. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says we should correct people in the spirit of meekness. <laughs> Glory to God. I began to see it again. If I'm struggling with something, it's time to reckon my debt to that thing being done on the cross. Just die to it. Step out of it. I'm dead to timidity. I'm dead to fear. I'm dead to whatever it is I don't like. He paid on the cross. I'm dead to impatience. He paid for your personality. You can't say I'm just an impatient person. If you think I am weak, I am poor, I am broke, I am this... He said, I am crucified in Christ. There's another I am that we need to speak. Take that I am. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And that's the reason why instead of crying and, and, and screaming and, and being sad and everything, Christ! Hallelujah! That's a better thing to shout. Jesus! The Bible says that we are the body of the anointing. You know what the anointing means? Christ means. It means the anointed one. And he said we are the body of the anointing. That's why I know that we are identical. Amen. Because the body and the head are the same. Yeah. The same juice flows on the head, on the body. Hallelujah. In John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The same juice flows through the vine and the branches. Hallelujah. The same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead now dwells in us. In our mortal bodies, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in us. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and I, can it all raise us up from the sick bed? Then why fear sickness? Just go back to your lessons. And you have the greatest teacher right there in your bedroom, the Holy Ghost. Don't get out of your head. Hallelujah. I know I was thinking to myself, I said, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. If you have the mind of a person, you are the person. Hallelujah. And it's so amazing. This is something that we need to rejoice about so much. It's, it's like God left nothing. It's all of our scriptures that they're amazed. The angels are saying, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Why? Why are you giving him all of this glory and all of this stuff? And even in those days, where we hear that the angels looked down on the sons of men, that they were so pretty, they came down to marry them. The angels in heaven envy us here on earth. And that's why I can't understand it when some people say, oh, somebody died. Oh, God needed another angel. Another angel has got into heaven. I said, what? I heard that recently. I said, what? Demotion. That is a demotion. They are ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation. And we are supposed to send them to go get stuff for us. But, you know, the Bible says something about after your obedience has been complete. And we're not just talking about do's and don'ts. We're talking about us believing what Christ has done. 
If you believe this thing, it will work for you. That's what he said, believe it, and that's what we are supposed to obey. But we would rather just spend time screaming at God, Lord, do it, do it. He has. Open my eyes to see. Again, Paul began to say in Ephesians, I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of your calling. The glorious inheritance in the saints. That you may know what is the length, the depth, the breadth, the height. To know the love of God that passes understanding. He said, Lord, open their eyes. This is my prayer for them. When your eyes are open to see, amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did we read Galatians 2.20? Praise the Lord. Okay, I quoted it. But it's, it's, it, let's read it. I'm crucified with Christ. Read it, read it, read it. I said mine. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think it's something that we need to remind ourselves every day. I'm crucified with Christ. And do you know that because of this, you're not supposed to fear death? The Bible says also that you are, it's appointed for man once to die and then the resurrection. Right? It is appointed for man once to die. And if you believe that you died once in Christ, you are not going anywhere except you want to. That is the mindset that we should have. But people are still waiting to die again. Death is an enemy of God. The, 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 the reason for death is sin. The reason for death is sin. No sin, no death. But it's very, it seems to be it's something that people can't... It's like, what are you talking about? No sin, no death. God will be unrighteous if he allowed death. Meanwhile, he has paid for sin. It doesn't make any sense. Because he says that the wages, the payments for sin is death. So you said you took away my sins. So why do I still have to die? These are the questions that we need to ask the people that are saying everybody needs to die. But no, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> you know, as, as pastors, pastors... The materials that God has blessed us with in this church, don't take it for granted. It might sound as if because we wrote it. We, 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 before we started writing books and things like that, we tell you about certain kinds of books, Kenyon's books, Hagen. That's what we used to do at School of Prayer. But we also know that God has given us something. You know, it's false humility for you to say, oh, this person is so nice, but no, me, no, no. I am awesome. God has given me awesome revelation. And I am, I am so grateful to God that I humbly receive it. But I want to encourage you, do not, don't take it for granted. I, was, I had the privilege, it's as if, I'm telling you, of, of 
type in pastor's book. Pastor's next book is coming up, Power Over Sin. So we are getting to the last phases of it. And I told pastor I want to type it. I will type it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now you know that's a real, that must have been the Holy Ghost because I do not like to type. Somebody else can do the typing. But let me tell you something. Sometimes I stop typing. I'm like, oh, glory. (laughs) You know, sometimes people don't know how to take the priority, the good stuff, and leave the shaft. If pastor told somebody, come and type my book, they'll probably be giving all the excuses. I'm working. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. When you make the time for stuff like this, you'll be blessed. Anything that has to be God. But anyway, as I was saying, so just reading the books again, just typing it and stuff like that, I'm, I'm like, wow. 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 It's like every line, wow, wow, wow. So I was, I was making a joke with Pastor yesterday. So as I'm doing this, I'm enjoying it so much. I start, I'm typing and I'm, I'm reading it aloud. And as I read it aloud, I, said, I decided to, you know me sometimes, I like to travel the world. So I went and I started using the French accent. <laughs> so I'm reading what he's writing in, 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 with the French accent. And I said, it's a Simon know him and the powers of his resurrection. So, <laughs> so, so I'm speaking with this French accent and I'm half a page, a page and a half. And all of a sudden, I got to this place and pastor uses the word in his book, voila. <laughs> and, I'm, and I jump, I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> It's almost as if we were in sync in the spirit. The spirit of God knew. And the way he wrote the voila, if I had been trying to read it as just English, because pastor's handwriting, it needs interpretation of tongues. <laughs> you need interpretation of writing. But because I'm used to it, it's easier for me. So I get to this place, voila, because I was already speaking in the French, with a French accent. I knew exactly, by the spirit of God, I knew exactly what that word was. And I think that God is also has, has a great sense of humor. Because when I saw the voila, I was like, <laughs> he's like, you want to speak French, right? <laughs> Here it is. And you can imagine that he wrote this thing like days before or something. Before he ever got to my table, now here in the spirit, the spirit of God is nudging me. Just why don't you use your French accent? You're, you're going to need it when you get over there to decode what he wrote. So it's just amazing. I'm telling you, in, in the spirit of God, there are no limits. In Christ, there are no limits. Hallelujah. I know I went there to, for something else, but I can't remember what it is. But let's just enjoy that part. That's, that's good enough. Praise the Lord. And we've read, we've read, we read uh, 1 John 4, right? Did we read 1 John from, from 9 to 14? Put it up. Let's read from 9, 1 John 4, from 9 to 14. You see, the death that, we, that Jesus died and the shame that we would have borne, he took it. So now we have to live his life. Praise the Lord. It says, in this was manifested the love of God towards us because that he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Hearing his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. 
No man had seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he had given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. And one of the things I just began to see here in this place is the love of God. It's what makes all these things possible. We being, being as he is. Is the love of God that makes these things possible. And Pastor was sharing with us last Sunday, and he was saying um, that when we are in love, because we are, we are, you know when you see people say in love, because they are dwelling in. I began to see it in a new light. Because sometimes when I hear people talking about in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, they borrowed it from the church. But they don't even know what that means. The magnitude. I began to see the magnitude again. I began to see that I'm like dunking donuts. I'm dunked. When you dunk the, the thing, I don't know if they dunk it in this um, milk or whatever it is, they glaze it and they, uh, they dunk it. You know how you like to dunk your Oreo cookies? There's something going on with Oreo cookies in my house right now. Even me, I've been buying it. I said I'm not buying it anymore. Once Oreo box of Oreo cookies in the house, every minute, can I have Oreo cookies? And then when, I have, when they have one, I now help myself to one. So I have to stay... Okay, so, so the, the, the love of God is, is, is what gives us that access to being as he is. Whew, glory to God. <laughs> so we are as he is. Amen. Now let me see, where can I round up? Is this good? Yes. Shall I keep going? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Thank you, Sister Margaret. Thank you. Praise the Lord. In Christ. The great exchange. Hallelujah. Amazing. You know, Paul, Paul was also the person who talked about our wealth. In, in, in Philippians 4.19, when he says that um, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's a revelation Hallelujah. of being in Christ. That your supply is now no longer by the system of this world, but from another kingdom, another system. And that's the reason why we don't fret, we don't worry. Because it doesn't matter what is going on with the economy. It doesn't matter what is going on in circumstance situation. Whether it doesn't look like, oh, this job, whatever, whatever you need. He said, your supply is according to his riches in glory. By how? Christ again. Everything is covered. Because sometimes we like to get spiritual. Spiritual, but we miss it because wealth is spiritual too. If you want to look at it, everything is from the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we like to get as act, act as if we are wiser than God. We think that money is bad. 
and all those things. But God gave us all these things. He said he has given us all things richly to enjoy. And the way God does things is that God is a God of surplus. Surplus. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you this, and we, we talk about it all the time. I'm learning more and more to be like God. And I'm discovering that it takes daily. You know what? One of the things that Paul said, if you go back, I encourage you to go back and read these things. He says, I die daily. That's not a joke. Because sometimes some things come up you have to die to. Like I don't know about you that sometimes that I just know in my spirit I'm supposed to, to give things out, to be a blessing from my closet. Praise the Lord. And I've discovered that I'm like God. I just pull, 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 pull. I load, I can load boxes and give to people because God has given me boxes. And I'm not afraid that I will lack. And I've discovered that as I yield to this, I'm getting better at it. There used to be a time when I would keep someone saying, no, Lord, don't, can't, can't touch this. No, 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 can't touch this. <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. Now I just listen. It doesn't matter whether it has the label on it. I've not worn it. It's going in. Because I've discovered that I get ten times more. I'm just saying 10 times more. I just put a number. But I get it multiplied back to me. Well, so many times people are not willing. But you have to die to that antichrist that is on the inside that is telling you, are you sure you want to give that away? Are you sure? Are you sure? And some people don't know that they are lacking now because their closets, I'm just using this as an, as an example, their closets of clothes and shoes are overflowing with things they would never use when they could be blessing other people with it and getting multiplied back with newer and better ones. Hallelujah. Do you know that when you wear things that, look, that are old from 1970-something, it makes you look older? Now, I'm not saying follow every fashion that comes around. Praise the Lord, because they bring the things. It's like the things come around and they twist it and make, they just make it a little different. And when you look at, look at it, some of the things that my children are wearing, I'm saying we wore it in 19. <laughs> but they think they are the hip ones. But we already wore the big hair. I never wore the big hair because can you imagine on this head? I put on another big hair. <laughs> my, I'm already bountifully endowed. We wore the big shoes. I don't know. I don't think I wore the big shoes. Praise the Lord. But all of those things, they come and they go. And they come and they go and they come and they go. And I discovered that while you are here right now, just live like Christ. Be extravagant and generous with anything in your life. Even if it's your smile, be extravagant and generous about it. If you want to smile, don't smile. Open it up. It doesn't matter how your teeth looks. Whether you've gone for, to, for whitening or not. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And that's one of the things that happens to you in Christ. You are secure. Hallelujah. Whew, glory to God. 
I'm trying to cut it. <laughs> tell the person beside you, say, Holy Ghost, help her, help her, help her. He's helping her. Help. Holy Ghost is helping her. But anyway, he, I know some people are really like, oh, please, Holy Ghost, help her. <laughs> like, really, really help her. You know, one of the things that I want to mention here is that the, the, the thing about the life of God is, you know, there are many religions. There are many religions. There are all kinds of religions, and they try to lump Christianity as part of it. And they just think it's about life's lessons. And sometimes people in the church think that come, it's about life's lessons. They're just giving us some life lessons. It is not about lessons. It is about life. Christianity, the word of Christ, gives you life. The Bible says the anointing, we are the anointed one, and the anointing is, you know how we describe it, the yoke destroying, burden removing, wealth transferring, favor giving, money providing. Come on, I thought you were going to add some stuff. Power of God. So in other words, whatever you need is in the anointing. The divine ability of God. This is fullness of life. It's not just another religion. It's not just another lesson in life. It is life itself. Because God is life. So when we are in Christ, we are in life. Death cannot overpower life. And that's the, the mindset is that the enemy wrecked a lot of havoc. And yes, that's what I was saying, going where I, I mentioned pastor's book, Power Over Sin. The enemy wrecked a lot of havoc but people many times think that what the enemy did is more powerful than what God did in righteousness. They believe more in the sin's destruction than in righteousness building and salvation. Oh, 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 that's a mistake. I thank God that around here we believe in the power of righteousness. Everything sin did, righteousness has undone in Christ. So when you walk out this door today, when you walk out this door today, whatever tries to hang on to you in your thoughts, in your life, whatever it is, that does not line up with the word, you need to remember that it's under the blood. You need to remember that you have the anointing, that you are the anointed one. And that yoke can be destroyed, broken, removed, Death has been swallowed up in victory. That's one of the people's major issue, death. Even when people are starving, is death is, is, is the, you know, the thing that they're scared about. Death has been swallowed up by life. <laughs> death has been swallowed up by life. Death has been swallowed up by life. And finally, I want to let you know again, I mean, you already all know I'm a witness. I am a witness. My life has been transformed. The way I think, and even more so now, I discover that it seems like every time I mount this pulpit, God is showing me some more things. And what I do now is that before, before I, I come, I want to share, I'm panicking like the panicker of the panickers. And I realized that I'm depending on my own strength. I was depending on my own strength. But now I realize, I've, I've discovered something. That when, and every time you give God an opportunity, he just flows. 
And he can only flow as much as you give him. And that's what is happening in the church. But I believe God that he's helping us to change that. I was very timid and shy. But I've been changed. And it's not because of power or might, but it's by the Spirit of God. The help of the Holy Spirit, not because of anything that I think that I know or I have. Because I, I don't know, some of you have no idea that every Sunday when I have the scriptures, I take, I'm not saying I don't take the time to study, but there are some times that the things that God gives me, even if I was studying for one month, I won't get it. And the more I, I shared the word, the more I realized. So I stopped and I began to rest in him and just opened up and said, Lord, what do you want me to say? Flow. Holy Ghost. And I'm, I'm so much at peace now. And, I, and it's for everything in my life. Receiving healing. Receiving healing. That's something that God has been working with me since I was a teenager. I've come to know him as Jehovah Rapha. And sometimes the, the, the symptom tried to mess with me and they met a roadblock. They met a hardened. You want to talk about a hardened babe? <laughs> when it comes to that, I've, de- I've declared it. I'm too hard for you. Can't handle me. <laughs> but with God and the things of God, I've chosen to be soft and pliable and put it in his hands. Hallelujah. Whatever he wants from me, take it, Lord. But when it comes to the devil, hey, you become the hard yoke. And that's the way we should be. If we're going to enjoy this life in Christ, this is it. This is it. Like somebody said, you doubt your doubt and you frighten your fears. You have, we have to learn to doubt those doubts. When the doubts are coming up, we doubt them. We say, no, 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 no. I am in Christ. So in rounding up, let's read some more. You go back and read the epistles again. Read the epistles. Don't wait to be taught. Teach yourself by the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has so much. And the same way that Jesus said to his disciples, I have so much to tell you, but you can't bear it. It's the same way the Holy Ghost is saying, I have so much to teach you. Come away for a minute. He may be saying, but you're not listening. If I thought he, but he's not negative. So maybe what did he say? He said, I have so much to teach you. If only you will listen. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Then this 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, 
and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. But of him are ye... Okay, Lord. Am I just talking and you guys know here? Was I reading the scriptures? I was saying it. I don't know. I was reading it and this thought came to me and I think that the Holy Ghost wants me to share it with you. I heard that there was a president who said that he smoked marijuana, but he did not inhale. Praise the Lord. And so he smoked marijuana and did not inhale is how sometimes it happens in the church. If you take the word of God and you, do not, and you don't inhale, you will not be high. So in other words, when you say they smoke marijuana, so that means he probably put it in his mouth. You know how they can just drop? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's the cooking, right? And I think that, I, because, you see, Jesus said it, I think it's Mark 4, he said the sower went to sow the seed. And some fell by the wayside and different ones, and some received it with joy and everything. And sometimes that happens. And so we need to make sure that we are not that which are hearing the word and not really inhaling and getting high on the word. Praise the Lord. I don't know, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's somebody that smokes Igbo that's going to... Igbo and marijuana that's going to listen to this message and that they will know that, wow, I need to inhale. Because <laughs> you guys don't know about inhaling, right? Okay, praise the Lord. All right, where do we go? Where are we going? Where are we going? Where were we? All right, so let's do 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, Now unto, now thanks be unto God, which always calls, this is one of our favorites, now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1.30 But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of him is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. You need to, you need to, you need to, to pre-order pastor's power over sin. Pre-order. Glory to God. In short, I'm telling you, if I was some of you all, I would say, Pastor, how much does your book cost to produce? How much is it to print it? How much is it to have it? I want to be a part of that. I think that we have gotten to that place to get such revelations, that you want to be a partaker of such revelations. And in the book, as I was studying it, as I was typing it, I was studying it, praise the Lord, I'm a first partaker. He began to talk about purification and sanctification like I've never seen it before. It's all in there. Pre-order. Like Pastor was saying, I'm not, I'm not like advertising because we are trying to sell. There's just something about wisdom. Wisdom. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's go, let's go. Where are we? Where were we? That's 1 Corinthians 1.30. It talks about wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Then, that Christ has been made to us when you are in Christ. Then let's look at Romans 8.2-4. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, 
but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, 12 to 14 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2, 3, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But God, this is Ephesians 2, 4 to 6 now, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even <clears throat> when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and had raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So this one is the longest and the last one, Ephesians 1 from verse 1 to 23. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus. And this is important. He says by the will of God. He's not doing this by his own, own strength. Amen? And that's the reason why I said, oh, Paul had some revelations. I'm not just trying to say, oh, Paul in the person. But it is because he was commissioned by God, empowered and helped by God to show us these things. Amen? He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And that's you and me. Hallelujah. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of, of, of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Hallelujah. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he had abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had proposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted, after that ye heard the word of, the tr of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Now I know that that's a lot. You need to meditate. And love unto all the saints. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe, 
according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and had put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Wow. This is talking about you. What you have. What God did in Christ. When you are reading about in Christ, do not separate yourself. Look at it as you. And the more you look at it as you, the more you press into the manifestation of it. And especially in this time, and that's when I told you that one of the things that I've pressed into is the healing power of God. God has shown me that he's the healer. Sometimes you see somebody day in, day out, day in, day out, year after year, they are living in health. What is going on? The word works. The word works. You apply the word like a balm, but it reaches in and it deals it because it has already dealt with it. It's in your blood. Hallelujah. I know that this is singles meeting. Praise the Lord. We're just going to pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Again, we thank you together as a church. We declare like all our programs and meetings that this is not just another message. This is not just another program that we are being changed. Father, I know for a truth, for a fact, because I'm a witness, that I have sat down program after program, message after message, as you have used your son to teach us, you have used various people to see, to teach your word, that every time I have come out with treasures, with gold, that have propelled me to the next level of my life in you. Father, I'm thankful. And so I declare, we declare in this place, that the same thing, will happen again. That this is not just another singles program. Yes, we may have had songs and dance and, and hymns and worship and all these other things and rejoiced about it. But the major thing is that we have been impacted again in our spirit with truth, with revelation. Just being together, fellowshipping, hearing your word. Your spirit is present here always to show us, to teach us. So, Lord, I thank you. So, my prayer again here, our prayer here, oh God, today, is that we will not commonize it, but we will rejoice in it. That we will not just go back and go turn on the TV, sit in front of it, and forget about it, but that we would ruminate, we would think on it. When, when situations come, present themselves to us, we will remember your word. We will use your word. Genuinely use your word. We will not be in panic. Just speaking words very quickly. Trying to speak in tongues very quickly. But we will, be, we will have confident assurance. Because your word has been solidified on the inside. That we have heard that we are in Christ. And therefore, ha, there is nothing 
that can stand against us. Because we have seen that greater are you that is in us, even as we are in you, than he that is in the world. We have seen it and we choose to believe it. We choose to believe it. And Father, we don't just want to sit down and, and, and just use it for ourselves. We want to be witnesses. And like our sister was sharing this morning, to go out and be witnesses. And my prayer also is that we would not seek to be just witnesses with just words alone, but with power. That when the people have heard what we have to say, we, because we say it by the Spirit, there will be transformation. And there will be change. They won't just say, oh, you've said your peace, go away. But they will know that they have met Jesus. Because we are in you. You are in us. This is our prayer. This is our prayer. We don't just rejoice that we have this word. But we rejoice that you have seen it fit to use us in the lives of others. So Lord, we ask you that as we grow in this grace, as we grow in this understanding of what it means to be in Christ, help us to use it, to demonstrate it, that our lives will show it in our bank accounts, in our marriages, in our friendships, in our relationships, our jobs, wherever we are, it will show because we understand, Lord, that being in Christ can change our personalities. We don't have to be harsh. We don't have to be hard. We don't have to be wicked and evil. And we don't have to be timid and shy. We don't have to be complacent. We don't have to. It changes everything about us. We have the mind of Christ. We can have and we have the personality of Christ. Because this is the fruit of the Spirit. His love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness, his gentleness, his faithfulness, his self-control. All of these things, Lord, we want to walk in them. And we will walk in them. And as we walk in them, others will see our light shining, oh God. Father, I thank you that each one of us is yielding to your spirit and not the flesh. We are yielding. Christians, we use ourselves as a point of contact all over. We are yielding. We are yielding to your spirit. And when you say forgive, we forgive. When you say repent, we repent. When you say apologize, we apologize. When you say don't be high-minded, when you say that's pride, we immediately turn around. We, we humble ourselves before you, oh God. We don't care how it makes us seem or look. What we care more about is how you look in us and how you really are in us and how we really are in you. From glory to glory, your word says, from glory to glory. And you told us that the thing that causes us to go from glory to glory is as we continue to behold as in a glass, your image. As we, as we continue to look at who you've made us to be, at who, what you've made us to, given us, as what you've given us the ability to do, oh God. We practice these things and we begin to be transformed. Father, we yield ourselves by your spirit 
for the world to know that we are your disciples, that we are your children indeed. Lord, we want new opportunities and we want a fresh opportunity for the world to recognize the church as powerful, as holy, righteous. For the, church, for the world to recognize that Christ is in the church. If we don't have that opportunity because of time, because we don't know, you said no man knows the hour or the time when you come back. We just want to say that we are grateful that we have known you and that we want to know you even more, Father. And that whatever time is left, whether it's two hours from now, one day from now, three days, one month, whatever time is left, continue to take the glory in our lives. Continue to take the glory in our lives. Because we propose right here, right now, to continue to yield. To yield. We call ourselves love beings because you are love. We call ourselves righteous because you said we are your righteousness in Christ Jesus. We call ourselves having power over sin because you said that the penalty for sin has been paid. That we have been redeemed, sanctified, purified. So we call ourselves pure. We call ourselves sanctified. We call ourselves every name that you've called us. We call ourselves holy, righteous, perfect. Because this is who you say. You say, be perfect even as your heavenly father is perfect. Lord, I pray right now that the body of Christ is not afraid to use such words. That we are not bashful about it. That we are not holding back. Lord, that we begin to use these words freely. Because... It's, it's part of the secret to receiving. You said that we'll have whatever we say. The enemy has deceived too long to say that we are just worms in the dust. We are nothing. We are just sinners. He has tried to cause us to think wrong. But we say no. We are going to declare that we have the mind of Christ. But we are not going to only declare it. But we are going to say like you say. We are going to yield to whatever you put in our minds, in our spirits to say. Father, this is our desire and this is our commitment. And so we submit because we say it's not by might, it's not by power. You said it's not, that, it's not to him that, that, that runneth, but it's to him that showeth mercy. You are, it's by your mercy, it's by your grace. We submit to that power that is at work in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Father God, I know right now that many are afraid of death. I pray that when each one goes into their homes, in that secret place, in that private place, they will no longer be afraid because they understand what your word has done, what you have done in Christ. They will take the word and apply it with boldness, with boldness, with courage that comes only by your spirit. Lord, we pray not only for ourselves in this place, but we use ourselves as a point of contact, I say again, to the body of Christ as a whole. I want us to pray for our pastor right now. Just lift him up in tongues, and I'm going to declare some words. Father God, we thank you for the man of God that you have put in our midst. There are many others that have gone before him, that you have given revelation of your word. 
Some of these revelations have not gone as far as they should have. But we are asking, oh God, as, as people who you have called to walk with him, as, as people who you have privileged to be recipients of this word that you have given him, we pray that the word that you have given him, even in the books and the messages, they will not die out without people getting it. That more people that have received it in the past, put together, will get from the work that he is doing now. We ask it, we pray it, we declare it. We declare that his books will go far, they will go wide. Not because we are trying to say a name, but because the people need it. And Father, Lord God, we are using our words, we are using our faith. That these words will be taken far and wide. That people, people will not have to die in fear. We'll not have to live in shame. We'll not have to live powerless. We'll not have to live in fear. We'll not have to live without peace when your word is here. Lord, I thank you that you said that you give some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers for the edification of the saints, for the building up of the body of Christ. That you give unto him, you've given unto him your word, the Bible, the, 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 the main book, but you have given him wisdom to break it down. And as he has yielded himself to break this down, and the many more books that are coming, Father, we refuse for these books to be hidden. We refuse for people not to find these books. We do not depend on our ability to market. You, Holy Ghost, are the greatest marketer. So we ask that people in nooks and crannies, in different areas of the world, that they will find this word, they will find these materials, even find even the ones that have gone before this one, oh God, so that the, your people will not perish for lack of knowledge. You are a good God and you have given us these things. We as a church, we are saying it with our mouth. We are recognizing it. Lord, we don't take it lightly. We will benefit from it and we pray that many others will benefit from it. We say this book, this word of these books are carried far and wide. And I know from being privileged to read this material ahead of time. So I've heard some of these words before. To know you. That, that understanding power over sin. And believing it is a major, major key. To understanding all of these other things. So I release my desire. I release my faith. Together as a church. We stand in oneness. In faith to believe. That this message will go forth. And Lord, we too will be carriers. That each individual in this church will see themselves as carriers of this message. That they will not hesitate to buy just one copy. But they will buy ten, hundreds. They will mail them to their friends, to their, to their co-workers, to family members. They will see that this is part of the way that you use people, Lord. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Find in us 
wise, willing, obedient people. People who know how to apply your word without being told, oh God. And I know that this is your desire because before everyone, I did not know that I was going to pray this, say this, so I want to thank you because I myself would do the same as you lead, as you guide. Thank you, Jesus. We are so humbled by this, Lord. In Christ, in Christ we glory, in Christ alone. Hallelujah. I don't know, is the Spirit of God laying anything in your heart? This year God says we're going to the top. Don't be, come out of a place where you're just expecting things to go according to what you think. So if you have a word that the Spirit of God is saying, or maybe something he had said and you want to, you have an opportunity. But I know for sure that God has done everything, everything. And he's calling us again. To not be in business as usual. Hallelujah. This is strong in my spirit right now. Is this a good time? I know I'm taking time. It looks like I'm taking time. I'm not taking time. I'm doing time. Like God says what I should do. Doing what he's saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, it's interesting that somebody from Nigeria sent me a, a um, set just, you know, was telling us, oh, send us your account number. We want to buy your books. Send us your account number so we can pay the equivalent and buy your books. And I'm thinking to myself, I did not offer these books to them in a way that I should have. Now, I told them about it. Praise the Lord. And I'm talking about, you know, sometimes the people that are closest to you, you can just say, take some things for granted. But we need to be passionate in every area. I sent them the, the clip of the books. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit is dealing with us about this. It's like pastor started last week. And I think God is sent, trying to tell us something here today. And, and, um, and I just said to them, I said, you know what? Here's the account number. Whatever seed, whatever you put in there, we'll receive it as seed. And I packaged this thing and mailed it all the way to Africa. Praise the Lord. It costs more money to send some of these things than it is for how much if you want to buy each one. But it's worth it. And I think that what God is wanting us to see, the worth of these things. And I believe God is taking us to new levels in how we preach his word. 
Because some of us, we hear about preaching week after week. We don't do anything about it. But I believe God is giving us a new way. I believe that every week we can mail something to somebody. And use it as a point to follow them, follow, follow them up and say, let's read chapter this. What do you think about chapter this, chapter that? And let me tell you, that is just a seed compared to the work that God will do in them through those messages. And, they are, and because you are close to them, maybe it's a friend and things like that, because you are close to them, they will listen to you in a way that if I call them, they may not even listen to me. Now, we had some people in our midst recently just buy some books for people here, but let's go beyond ourselves here. Amen? Let's go beyond ourselves here. Let's use these materials. Let's use these materials. And I'm not going into videos because what the Spirit of God is laying on my heart this morning is materials. These materials, these things are gold. I've, 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 been, I've sat under Pasisage since more than any of you. Since I was a teenager. Praise the Lord. I'm not tired of the word. Because the word, the Bible says that is new. There is much. It says there are tre- treasures. And I have written two books. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, I've been preaching. But as I'm writing that book again, and that's how you know that God is God. When you take the same scripture you've read for years, and I'm no longer a teenager, I've added, added some decades since I first started listening to the word. But that same word I listened to when I was a teenager, I'm typing it and I'm jumping and I'm screaming. And I'm seeing how I have been helped and how I can be even I can be helped even more. But some have not even heard. And they are close to us. That is not right. Hallelujah. But we are going to write it. Are we going to write it? We're going to make it right. And this is what I want you to do. Go and make a list of your family, your friends that you would like, that you know can be reached. Make a list. And if you have not been preaching to them, you know, you've not had the opportunity, you know some of them are just religious. You know some of them may not even make heaven. Get to work. And use this as an evangelistic tool. Because sometimes you may even email them, send them videos. They may say, oh, I've not had time to watch. I've not... They may even tell you with these books, but I'm telling you that I believe that as you are doing this, your own life will be changed. Your life will be changed. And you're going to watch other people's lives change. Questions are going to come up. 
questions are going to come up that's going to cause people. And it's time for people to begin to ask some questions. Like, what are you talking about? Because there are things out there. There are things out there that people are feeding on. Poison. Even in the church, it is poison. Inoculation. Where you think you have, and then because of that, let's just leave it there. Praise the Lord. Just leave it there. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.